Okay, so we're holding page 314. We're up to Vizehu, yeah? Vizehu Atam Simcha? Is that true? Or Amnam? Can we get the first thing? Into 314? Yeah, we're five lines to 20. Hmm? No, 20. Alright, let's start again from the beginning of that paragraph. Let's go back to 313. Our question was, Achim Kain, Lama Dafka, right? In other words, what we were saying last time is the idea that the simcha is coming from a level that is beyond midos. And that's why a person that is an ish who is against chesed, right? A ish din, a very judgmental person, he is able to change his whole personality when he's besimcha. And you don't necessarily see it. Uh, oh, only a person who's an ish chesed will wind up happy, right? Because otherwise we'd say, okay, an ish chesed, it makes sense that he is winds up being happy. But what about this other person, the kamtan, the person who's a miserly person, a person who's an angry person? What about him? How come he doesn't, uh, how come he's not an angry person? Like, how come he can't, how does he wind up all of a sudden becoming a happy person? And we said the reason why is because simcha comes from a level that is beyond any of the midos. And that's why it's able to turn over the person and actually the nature of the person <clears throat> to become, like for instance, if it's an ishni, a, a person who is a judgmental person, to all of a sudden become like this ish chesed. <coughs> Otherwise, how would it work? So then we ask the question, if that's the case, that you're talking about simcha is coming from a level that's above all emotions, all midos, so then how is it possible that it always turns towards chesed? <clears throat> maybe it should turn towards Dean, right? If you're saying Chesed and Dean are both Midos, so who says that Simcha should cause a person to be an Ish Chesed? Maybe a person, it should cause a person to be Ish Dean. So that was our question. Amna, my Inyan, who... So the point is as follows. That since the root of Simcha... <clears throat> is from the panemius of the pleasure, panemius of the level of pleasure in a person's soul. And that is the source, that is the place of where chasadim come from that enable it to sweeten all judgments. Right? There's a concept of amtakas dinim. probably heard of it before. The idea of sweetening judgments. Right, that a person it could be, or you know, and usually it's called it's, a, it's something that is a more of a global concept. That there's an idea of deen in the world, and what happens is that we're looking for there to be a sweetening of the judgments. That it shouldn't be; it should be all sweet. It should be nice. It should be chesed. It should be like that, right? So he says, <laughs> Like we see in actuality that a person, when a person is happy. So then he's ready to like forgive anyone. He's ready to forgive anyone, anyone, anything. He's like, he's like ready to, okay, everything's good. And he doesn't hate anyone. He doesn't hate anyone that's against him. He doesn't hate any, no, no, that's not, not an issue. So he says, Like we say the word that when, excuse me, when you see the face of the king, is shining with a smile, essentially. So all of the judgment winds up 
being turned over. So that's the idea, right? And shelo at the judgment, anyone that's judgmental can't even come in front of him. Like that's the, the namely all the dinim are not going to be able to come and bring up any point. Why? Because he's in a good mood. Why? Because what happens is that at the time of Simcha, <coughs> we learned before, <coughs> excuse me, that Simcha and another are one thing. So if Simcha and another are one thing, so what causes a person to have judgment against someone else or anger against someone else? Because he feels like somehow his covet has been, you know, uh, touched in a certain way. Right? His honor, his, his, his ego, right? So when a person is feeling happy, all of a sudden that whole energy of him feeling the importance of himself disappears. When he stops feeling the importance of himself, so then he's able to make room for someone else. So at that moment, all the self-importance just floats away. And that's the idea. Even if a person were to do, right, completely the opposite of what the king's will was. Nevertheless, it's okay. Right? That's the idea. That at that moment, the, the level of the simcha causes him to be in a state that he's completely bitl. He's completely nullified. That's the idea here. Right? Shalola hargish es that he doesn't feel himself at all. And he doesn't feel, right? He doesn't feel like, okay, I am so important. I am so necessary. I'm so, like, I'm the man. I'm the. So when a person feels more and more of that nature about how important he himself is, so then he makes less room for every other person. Like, remember the Maimer that we learned before from the Fidi Kadeva about Avas Yisrael? And we talked about in that Maimer. Right, that the reason, the cause for a lot of the Sina is because he feels himself to be so precious. So when he feels himself to be so precious and he feels himself to be so important in everything that he's doing, so then there's no room for someone else. By definition, the other person is going to take his space. That's what ends up happening. So the same thing here. What's happening is that when a person is feeling himself to such an extent, what happens is that every other person is going to tread upon him. Right? There was a, there was a famous part uh, that probably you've all heard before, a very famous story with the chassid of the, of the Semachetic. That the story went that he went and he complained to the Semachetic that he feels like Everyone is stepping on him in the Zal. Like he's getting into fights with everyone. Everyone's attacking him. Everyone's, you know, giving him issues, giving him problems, right? So the Samosetic said back to him, "If you'd stop spreading yourself all over the all over the Zal, then you wouldn't have any issues." The same thing here. When a person feels himself like that, everything he's doing is so important and so special and so like you know more important than everyone else. So then everyone else's things cause him problems. However, look at the other point of view. From the other point of view, on the other hand, when a person feels like he does what he's supposed to do, and it, therefore he doesn't feel himself to be like the most important thing that ever hit the you know, face of the earth, all of a sudden he can look at someone else as being important. 
He can look at someone else's idea. He can be like, so therefore, even though he may have a grudge or something that he feels very bad against someone else, right? They wronged him. They did something inappropriate, right? At that moment, however, he's able to let that go. Because now he's feeling happy. What is he feeling the happiness? Because he doesn't feel such a self, uh, you know, such a self, uh, or just feeling the self. Since he doesn't feel like he's feeling himself so much, so therefore he's able to make room for, okay, this person did the wrong thing. Okay, what, what's the big deal? Who cares? You know, he stepped on my toe. Okay. Remember we saw that with regards to in the last mimer, that when your best friend, he's walking past you and he steps on your toe by mistake, you think nothing of it. It's like no big deal. But if your enemy walks by and steps on your toe, then you get you jump up and you're ready to fight with him. Same thing, same act. Why? Because of this idea of, of the self. So the same thing is what he's saying here. Okay, let's see it inside now. He says, Because the simcha makes him feel a total nullification of himself from every aspect. He doesn't feel himself at all. Therefore, he's able to, so to speak, set himself aside in, uh, in respect to the other person. Like we see in actuality. That, like we see in actuality, that the king, in his happiness, he yashvil as atzma biyoyser. Right? He throws himself down in an extreme manner. Yeah? That's what happens when he's besimcha. In other words, he's able to be mevater on his kavod. So therefore, he's able to do things that are not necessarily according to what is the level of the king. I'll give you an example, a different example. Let's say... that you have a principal in a school <coughs> that is a mensch and the principal really has the uh, the 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 child's or the children's best interest in mind much more than his own interests so the teacher gets upset with the student teacher was put in place by the principal the principal told them to do xyz rules he has to do xyz rules so that's his job so this child acted off. So the child gets sent to the principal's office, right? Because the teacher has to follow the rules. But the principal is the one that made up the rules. Now the principal has two possibilities. The principal, uh, he made a set of rules because he is the, you know, God of all gods, you know, right? I say that, but you know what I mean, right? And therefore, this child was going against his rules. And therefore, he's going to take this child and he's going to he's going to bring him to the you know to the mark. You know, he's going to like not let him you know breathe because he transgressed. <clears throat> On the other hand, you could have a principal that what is he thinking about? He's thinking about the child. An interesting concept, right? And he's thinking about <clears throat> what's best for the child. So therefore, he's able to set aside, right? He's able to set aside his rules. Right? He's able to set aside his own rules right? because he wants to get to, close to the child. And he's able to then talk to the child. He's able to then have a connection to the child. He's able to then work with the child, have a re relationship with the child in order that the child <coughs> should become better. So the, the, a bad principle is going to stick to the rules because those are the rules. 
<coughs> that's by definition, the de- definition of a bad principle. Because he made the rules and those are the rules. The teacher has to stick with the rules. The teacher was put in place with those rules. The principal has to connect to the child. So the, chi- the principal, a smart, a good, an amazing principal, is going to look into the child's heart and see what's going on with this child. There's something up. Let me, have to, let me speak to the child. Let me you know, discuss with the child. Let me bring out the best in this child. Let me you know, send the child back to the class with hope and the child's mind also that he's going to be better. You see the difference? Same thing here with the king. The same thing here with all of us. But that only is when he puts himself aside. <clears throat> if he's so stuck on himself <clears throat> that he is the king or that he's the principal or that he's the father or that he's the teacher or that he's the, you know, whoever, right? So then the only thing that's there is him. And that manifests as his rules and his laws and his whatever. And therefore, there's no room for anyone else. So when someone transgresses the rule of the land or when someone transgresses the rule of the school, so then that kid has had it. It's over. I'm going to ruin this kid's life. That's what winds up happening. And we see it, papaya. The teacher or principal could go all out to, to get this child. Why? Because it's, not, it's, not, it's, not, it's below his dignity, which is a, her dignity too, right? It's below their dignity to, 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 to lower themselves to go beyond the rules or to try to figure out what's going on with this child because they're the principal, right? So that's the nikuda here. Right, because he's saying, right? He doesn't feel himself at all. And he sets himself aside because of the Zulus. Like we see in actuality, right? That. Right when we see that, but the king's when he's really besimcha, he's going to yashvil his atzmo He's going to lower himself down to the ultimate. And so this guy who was his enemy in the state, and then he's fighting with him always. It doesn't matter. He's ready to make peace with him now because it's okay. You can make peace with another person. It's not a big deal. And this is the key point because the simcha when a person feels the simcha it causes him to allow his soul to go out of his limitations to go out of his gedr gedr literally means a fence it could also mean a like a certain status or a certain uh, a certain division point right and his gvul out of his boundaries of his midos of his, uh, right of the seichel and of the rotten he can go p- totally beyond because he's coming from Panimis Atainu. Panimis Atainu is very close to the Etzim of the Neshama. So if it's coming from so close to the Etzim of the Neshama, he's not any more limited by the way he thinks or the way he feels or anything like that. So even though he's this major Kamsan, he's this major miserly person, an angry person, he's a real jerk, right? Nevertheless, when he's Besimcha, he's able to go beyond that particular scope. And that's the point. That's the point. His whole koiches. 
That's why it's able to sweeten all the judgments. And therefore, he's able to tra- he's able to go beyond his own will, and even <coughs> beyond his own hate of another person. That's what we're looking for. That's the reason why the happiness is able to turn over a person's heart from evil to good. Even though the simcha is equal by every single person. In other words, no person is a person that can't have simcha. Every person could have simcha. Doesn't matter if he's the hap- is the best person, the worst person in the world. Doesn't matter. Everyone has the potential to be the simcha. Every single person. But because it's the whole idea, as we explained in the first whole section of the Mimer, that simcha and bitl go together, simcha and anava go together, you can't have one without the other. That's why, even though the simcha is beyond all of the mitos, <coughs> including the mitos of, of Gvura, nevertheless, the simcha is able to, the simcha is always going to turn a person towards chesed. Why? Because think about it. What's the concept of chesed? Chesed is the concept of I'm taking myself out of the picture and I'm giving to someone else. Right? I want to be sitting on my couch, right? And this person wants me to go help him. So the bottom line is who wins? My bottom wants to be on the couch. And this person wants my bottom to be schlepping boxes. So what's going to be? Chesed, by definition, is I'm going to give away my own will. That's chesed. My will to be lying down on the couch is superseded by the will of this other person that asked me, can you help me move these boxes? That's the concept of chesed, right? Which means that by definition, chesed and simcha are also very, very closely related. Because a person who is besimcha has to give himself away. And therefore, it fits in very nicely with that concept of chesed. And that's why you'll see that whenever a person does chesed, guess what happens? He becomes besimcha. The biggest example of this is miftzayim. Right? Friday afternoon, or anytime, whenever. Right? When a Jew goes out and tries to put on tefillin with another Jew, or shake lulav with another Jew, or light Hanukkah candles with another Jew, or whatever it happens to be, or learn Torah with another Jew, by definition, you will see in yourselves that when you do this on a Friday, on any Friday, whatever, you will walk away with a big smile on your face. Impossible. I've never seen the opposite of that. Whenever I'm feeling like a little bit, uh, you know, if you go out in Miftzayim, you automatically become happy. Why? Because it touches the panemius of the soul. That's why. That's what winds up happening. When you do a mitzvah for another person, when you help another person, when you give of yourself to another person, you become besimcha. By definition, you have to become besimcha. Because it's the same exact thing that's going on. And therefore, that's why chesed, that's why when a person is besimcha, he also does chesed. So that's the idea. Ad asher shekol, asher leish, to the point that anything that a person has, when he's happy, he wants to give it to the person, right? When your person's happy, right, he's like, oh, take this. Oh, you know, there's one slice of pizza left. It's okay, you have, you have it. <coughs> you, want, you know, a person comes, oh, you get, please 
have some more have some more lunch have some more dinner what can I help you with right you need are you, oh you're cold you want a sweatshirt you want, whatever that's when a person's happy when a person is depressed however he doesn't even see the other person there's no other person in the world there's no one else except for him gamma keli right that even a, a person who is a miserly or a, like a person who holds himself, like doesn't want to give, right? Even this person who is completely in a state of, like, like a, in a state of raw, right? In other words, his, so to speak, his kalim, his kalim, his, his, uh, his vessels, meaning that his whole direction is raw. Nevertheless, he is able to turn over completely. So even a person, and even if you see in yourself that, look, I'm not such a nice guy. I'm a bit of a jerk sometimes. Hopefully only sometimes, right? And the person looks at him. Nevertheless, even this person could change completely. How does he change completely? By giving himself over. Giving himself over. Changing, uprooting himself. Which is a wild idea that the Rebbe set up that on every Friday, right? That Bachram Yeshiva Shigaram Yitzayim. Right? That's an interesting concept. Why did he do that? Right? We're supposed to be sitting and learning. Maybe he should have had us learn uh, extra Gemara on Fridays or something like that. Extra Hasidus. No. Go out of yourself. Go out to the streets of Manhattan and put it on Tefillin on someone. It's an unbelievable concept. Because he's forcing the Simcha on a person. Right? We're seeing here that the only way to have real simcha is by giving yourself away. But it's theoretical. So the Rebbe turns around and makes it that not only is it theoretical, he forces Bachram, go and do this. Practical. But Payil Mam is practical. And that's what winds up happening. That's what winds up being the simcha of a person. It's an unbelievable idea. Because the whole shayrish of chesed is to give over to the other person. Right? It also comes from the exact same source of nullifying the self in himself. Like we said before, with regards to chesed, right, the idea of chesed in Avram. Right? That's like the idea. Right, that he says about himself that I am like dust and ashes. Right, that's the that's that's the concept. Right, here is the ish chesed of all ish chasadim. In history of the world, never been such a person, never will be such a person. Never was such a person. So how does he look at himself? Like dust and ashes. That's the key to the whole thing. That's the key to the simcha, that's the key to the chesed, that's the key to the turning over the person's whole life. That's the key. That's why the nature of simcha is to limit oneself, make room for someone else. In order to make room that there should be another person in your life, that there should be another person in the room, there should be another person in the chavrusa, there should be that someone else's feelings count. There is someone else besides for me in this world. That is the concept. And he doesn't, and a person who's a real ish chesed, a real simcha person, 
there's no, there's nothing left for himself. He's ready to totally give. And that's what winds up happening. All right, let's stop here. Please do Chazara. Please do Chazara. Please do Chazara. Amir Hashem will continue. Machar. Okay, Beseder?